Now, I'm seated in a cottage in the Burn, cottage being that of Harry Eucan, who is sitting across the table from me here, and it's a pleasure to be here with you, Harry. I've been here a number of times before at your farm and uh, walked through it and delighted in doing that. And um, you're welcome to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice that you're here. And uh, it's always good that we can put our points forward and, and either in discussion or a talk or whatever, a little um, yeah meeting. So thank you. Well, in regard to the points, let's get to the point. You have strong views and I think you expressed them very respectfully in regard to the environment and um, what we're doing at present in the world with our consumptions and all of that type of area. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Yes, I don't mind. Uh, okay. I don't mind. Uh, there are two very, um, in my view, bad policies or bad movements or bad um, visions, which is um, when we use all our social media or our phones and communications and sending images or whatever, yes. we need colossal, we need so, so many um, data center mm. to store all what we are sending out and receiving. Yes. So the data center, they are such a waste, in my view, a waste of money because they have to be, um, they have to be there mm. to store it, but they take so much energy to keep that all in the memory. The next thing is um, is the aviation industry. So there are two things which are, in my view, very dirty, and we have to we have to talk about this, and we have to see how we can adjust. So when I have people here and they ask me, "What do you think? What we should do?" I tell them, for example, this. I tell them we should never reduce the animal kingdom is very important, and cattle, the cows. Is one of the best animals, like in the old days, the buffalo, the bison, like in Mongolia, the yak. Those those bovine animals are really, really important to um, to keep the planet going, and they're not the polluters at all. So to to go on from this, I tell you about the aviation. If you think about a standard airplane, when we use a flight, if you want to leave an airport in Shannon or Dublin or London or wherever. A standard airplane weighs about 90,000 kilo, 90 tons. Okay. So for that plane to take off, to be airborne, if you didn't have an engine, you need probably 3,000 people, and each of us should lift 30 kilos to get the plane loose from the ground and up into the sky. Mm. So think about what force it takes to have a plane taking off. To do that, yeah. The next thing, if the plane is high enough, it takes a lot of force or energy to cruise mm. from one country to the other. And that is another consumer of force of fuel, of energy. Mm. So um, we also know that a standard plane takes with it 42,000 liters of kerosene fuel. Mm. When a plane goes from here to Greece or even further, or yeah. So planes take a lot of fuel with them. And if the plane is in trouble in the air, the first thing they always do, they offload the fuel. Mm. They drop the fuel in the atmosphere to become lighter. So which indicates that planes use so much fuel, they are so dirty or polluting our atmosphere, that we should consider um, 
that 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 the policymakers should try to look at this and not blame, say, sectors which are not the main polluters. For instance, the so, farming sector. Yeah, mm -hmm. the farming sector gets um, mm, bad press. A bad press, but there's only one thing that we should um, we we have to adjust as farmers uh, the way that what we how we grow grass. So for grass to grow, mm. we since the 70s artificial fertilizer came into the picture. Mm. And to produce nitrogen, which is in the air, the nitrogen factories in England and Belgium and France who, who, um, who um, take the nitrogen out of the air, that is a process which is very time, which is very energy consuming. Mm. To capture the nitrogen out of the air, say one kilo of nitrate, pure nitrate, captured out of the air in the factories, they use six bottles or cylinders of gas. To capture one kilo of pure nitrate and from that they make nitrate fertilizers yeah. so the nitrate fertilizers they are very um, negative for our energy uh, the way they use or produce co2 mm. so if there's free nitrogen in the air we should um, use different ways of farming and growing grass instead of using artificial nitrogen We need rock phosphate, we need maybe lime, we need minerals, lime, yeah. but nitrate can be, um, we should reduce it drastically to clean up the way that we farm and pollute or grow grass and pollute our waterways and our rivers and our uh, drink water um, lakes. We, um, mm. we see nitrate is a very soluble ingredient which can really leach instantly and if it leaches into the waterways, it's, it's not good. Mm. Um, phosphor is a different story. Phosphorus doesn't leach as easy, and if you look at all the the products to wash our clothes and um, the phosphate um, washing powders, you see, if you blame the farmers just for the phosphate, we shouldn't do that because the public, the general public, we're using a lot of phosphor in our um, the way that we want to have. Um, present ourselves in clean clothes and, and mm. be, yeah. So um, so it's not only the farmers who are the polluters, but in a way, in the, the nitrate can be reduced and um, quite drastically to um, to show the public that we as farmers can um, be more environmentally friendly. Mm. But at the same time, we have to see how we can grow grass as much as possible because of the cow, the animal, the cow is so, so important um i think you'd say the cow is central to our lives really yeah the cow the is, animal, yeah. is a very important animal mm. because um uh, two things what i want to explain that the cow will take all the herbage the grass the flowers whatever mm. when they graze with the tongue, tongue. Mm. they can never graze as sharp as sheep can do mm. or horses or goats mm. you see the cow is um is a very important um animal the way that she produces um, she produces many things a cow will give you of course milk where you can make yogurt and cheese and butter mm. a cow produces meat a cow gives a calf a cow gives warmth mm. a cow gives warmth mm. if you think about the old mm. homes farmsteads mm. the kitchen was always part of the cow buyer mm. the cow stall because cows they produce so much warmth to heat the house then where the cow lays down in the meadows All the earthworm, the soil life will come upwards. So the cow is such an important animal. It's um, 
it um, it's also important in that sense when you eat some red meat some meat from a cow it will enable you as human beings to be grounded better than we eat probably foods which will not have that sort of a quality in it so um meat red meat is a very um in my view a very important substance Mm-hmm. for our well-being and for being grounded and for being fed the correct protein and minerals uh, so it's not all stupid if people you uh, if people don't adjust and keep on eating some beef or meat so um so yeah and still i suppose the people have the view that they want to be vegetarian or how do you view people yeah. who now, are... the danger in, in in being a vegan or vegetarian is this mm-hmm. that um it's a fact that three percent three percent of the planet earth is only tillageable so of all the planet with all the areas the countries and areas 97% of that planet is never ever tillageable so we cannot grow any crops like wheat and soya and maize and and fruit and vegetables and so it all has to come from the 3% on the planet what is tillageable so if we exclude animal protein if we exclude um, the animals and not use whatever they um, produce by eating all those areas where you never can plow or till you see mountains slopes bogs forests mm. all those areas and cliffs mm. animals can roam and and and, and take in what's there mm. but we can never we as humans we cannot eat grass we cannot eat grass we cannot eat what's growing there we can eat berries we can eat some leaves and nuts mm. but uh, the animal can take all the other things and produce meat produce the hide to make leather produce warmth as i just said um yeah the organs we have the organs there's so much that the animal can give if we if we if we treat them well and if we hold them in in the right way if we just um treating them well is important isn't yeah it? you see uh, animals are very important beautiful creatures treating mm. them well i mean this respect them mm. and um you see that's where the feedlots and intensive pig pig mm. fattening units and mm. the intensive broiler houses mm. where animals are just fed to produce meat in in the shortest time possible yeah. that is a and and fed with a lot of grain and high protein rations that is not a good thing we should um, we should try to find the natural ways how animals used to um, fatten themselves and then use that produce but not in the way that we do at the modern at the, at the present time short term gain i suppose we're yeah it's all about um, it's all about gross margins profits gain mm. the quicker the better it's all about uh, yeah that's the we're not patient for the well would you use the word organic we're not patient are we yes. around yes but um, slowness or yeah probably not enough mm. not enough but mm. we have to uh, we have to readjust and look again how mm. we can keep animals in a natural way and mm. use their whatever they produce and don't ignore or don't exclude them that is my view yeah but we should uh, stop keeping them in 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 an unnatural state or mm. or climate or yeah that would be unfair to the animals because they're very intelligent creatures 
Mm. They, um, if the lens, the landscape is um, without any animals, it, you miss them. It's nice to see horses or sheep or cows or goats in, in, in a field, in a setting. If you have exclude the animal, it's, it's, uh, you miss that. Yeah. You yourself have some different breeds here, haven't you, in regard to uh, you, the... Are they called belted gallowed lasses? Or have I that? Galloway. Galloway even. Gallowed lasses. Is, I think they no, were... Belted Galloway. They were, they were fighters, I think, going back to Galloway. Okay, and they're Scottish, are they? The Scottish is a Scottish breed, originated in County Galloway in Scotland. Oh, yes, Galloway. Oh, yes. Okay, right. So, um, I like them. They are black with a white belt. They have, yes. two, they have a double coat. They have the outer coat with long hair and underneath an inner coat with short hair. Mm. So, they're winter hardy. They, um, if you think about building a house, double glazing, double glazing, mm. the gallery has two, two coats and as such, um, it's more able to, uh, to survive, well, wintry conditions like in Scotland, yeah. the blizzards, yeah. but it's not the reason I have them for that, but it's just the way that, um, it's an old Celtic breed mm. and they're very smart. They're good grazers and it's, uh, Lovely way. It's beautiful to see them, to see a herd of Galloways in a, in a green field, the black and white, it all stands out. But any animal, any breed is fine. Any animal is fine, as long as we don't um, reduce our, uh, yeah, make sure we keep the cattle on the land. That uh, is very important. Well, yeah. I've seen them. They, they certainly seem content anyway in the fields around. And uh... Yeah, any animal will be content if they have um, enough to eat. Mm. And um, like and us all, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but then the other thing is, we have to, um, as a farmer, Feed or as right people, stuff. we have to understand uh, good nutrition. Yeah, the right stuff. Yeah. That we um, that animals don't get sick, mm. and if we use the produce from animals, that this will be uh, beneficial for ourselves. So that's the next thing that we have to um, at any time. And there's a lot of talk and. Things written about health and um, yes, and um, so uh, that is uh, yeah, that is very important. I suppose, like us too, animals can get used to eating bad stuff. I remember, or I seem to remember, I think it was on our own farm in O'Callaghan's Mills, where the cattle had got used to eating some section of it was kind of musty old silage, and we just couldn't get them to go to the to the to the good stuff or the fresh stuff they got so used to the old stuff and uh, i suppose you know the way people just i don't know if it's the best example in the world to be given but you know the way eat, people eat rubbish uh, or it's sweets or whatever um just to fill themselves and um i think i suppose it's 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 so important that the the nutrition is is right so you'd be you'd be in favor in general of um well i suppose would it be fair to say from what i've heard you say before you you see that there's room for all really different say, some intensive farming you wouldn't be ruling it all out or would you well, be inclined to say we should the main stop thing it? is the main thing of the um that animals can use the natural sort of where they grow from natural habitat naturally yeah. So if you start uh, growing grain just for the animals, I wouldn't uh. do that unless on, in small amounts. But I mean, make sure they are, they are ruminants. So uh, mm. sheep, goat, cattle, they are ruminants. So they are able mm, to take in a lot of 
vegetation, mm. a lot of plants, and bring that um, bring that into protein. Mm. And that's we can't do that. So the animal can do that. The animal can do that. But that uh, the, what you're saying about that it take that it took some old silage. Mm. Or some of the, um, mm, I remember that. That might be because when they're lacking certain minerals, they might go for. Uh. Um, for certain things which is in fungi, uh, if it is molded, uh, yeah, yeah, or that's what it was. Yeah. Even cattle sometimes eat soil, dirt. They mm. call it dirt, like pigs do mm-hmm. with pork. Mm. They know there's um, there are certain minerals in soil that uh, you always see. Uh, mm. You see the pigs rooting in the in, in the earth for the minerals. You see, mm. animals might eat. Um, that's interesting. Some, yeah, some, that could be the reason. Yeah. Some mushrooms. Yeah. Mm. As long as they don't eat the wrong ones. But um, yes, animals are very um, good in selecting what they need. They are very selective. When you mentioned earlier about the cattle and where the cows might um, lie down, for instance, and the the, the um, profusion of worms that may yeah. come from there. What I remember gone way back now. I mean, it just disappeared completely, of course, is the, the mushrooms, where the cows were walking. We used to bring the cows in the morning for milking and the same day, but where they'd walk. And then you'd go out in the morning and the mushrooms, and they were gorgeous mushrooms, you know. Obviously, the cow dung was there along where the... Yeah, near the, yeah, and yeah. Like, it was, I suppose, a different... But it, we, we never used the word organic, of course, but I suppose it, it certainly had a gone back when things were slower there was a strong touch of that more natural way of yeah you see mushrooms are part of the plant kingdom yeah mushrooms so um they of course and mushrooms can grow with the right temperature and the right nutrition they Mm. will grow and Mm. they can be um, eaten some can be eaten and there's some that are very good Mm. so animals but animals they allow you to have that environment that um at the same time, you see birds sitting on a cow and picking out some yes. little insects yes. or lice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, so the cow accepts all this. And they, um, mm. But it's very important to have the animal, the cow, into your system at all times mm. and bring it in if they're not there. It's so good. They bring so much goodness. Mm. So they're not the main polluters. The pollution only comes if you feed them a high-protein ration Mm. Too much protein for the quick growth. The quick, quick, quick growth. Then yeah. the manure will be, um, the, the proteins won't be digested properly. And then the, the shit will stink. Mm. And then there's a lot of ammonia. If you bring it out, that's mm. where the damage is. But mm. in a natural environment, dung shouldn't be too stinky, too smelly. Mm. And if ever dung is passed out in, in, a, in a natural meadow, as soon as the dung keeper, the dung beetle can come, the dung beetle is very important. When the dung beetles enter your land, your your grasslands, and and settle in, into the dung patches, mm. if they do that, it's a sign that the digestion was good, and then they can digest, a, a, how would you say, a dung patch. Mm. In two weeks' time, it will be completely com- decomposed by the dung beetle. The dung beetle okay. will bring it down. And that after, um, when you come back in that field weeks later, you don't have those um, areas where the cattle won't eat grass, which is too rich, because the dung beetle has already eaten it. That's interesting. And and integrated in the soil. And then it's beneficial, you see. Okay. But uh, overuse of nitrate fertilizer, overuse Mm. of rich 
protein-rich ration. Mm. With, you see the soya, the soya protein is pretty high. Mm. And we need protein, but it's probably too high. If they can't utilize everything, it comes out. Mm. And then it pollutes, you see, and then it's yeah. not uh, not good for um, for soil life or for the environment. So that's important. Very good. That's well. That's that seems quite cogent the way you're putting that that argument. Yeah, I try to bring it. Um, yeah, that people understand this. That mm. it's not all wrong. What what the animal can do. What for the us. animal can do. Yeah, yeah. But where? Have, yeah. But we have to. Um, Look to um, to be in symbiosis to walk work along the animal mm. in the way that we keep them and feed them and graze and that they can and graze. Look after them, yeah. Yeah, while we're with them. Um, where just maybe to begin to wind down our bit of a chat, Harry? Where did this drive for looking after animals or being around animals? Where did it first manifest in yourself? Yeah, that back is, in uh, Holland, obviously. Now, that's, Anthony, that's a real good question. Mm-hmm. i tell you why. Because um, I, when I was very young, I always knew that I wanted... I grew up on a farm, and I wanted to farm all my life if In I the can. southern part of Holland, isn't it? Yes, yeah. in the south of Holland. South of Holland. And, um, and a very mixed farm. Okay. But then when I started on my own, for myself, I knew that um, if you have animals, you have sometimes animals, they... Um, they will bring to you something very important that you have to be very brave because animals animal is a living if a living creature that sometimes if only you have plants crops mm. and not any animals you can probably shut the door in the evening and think oh it's okay but animals are living creatures it 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 draws down in you a sort of braveness to be there and care for them Sort of braveness. Yeah, yeah, and that is to me so. Um, it has been very good for me to try to um, to cope with that and look after and look and work with them and look after them. That you, um, yeah, it, it it pulls out in you a sort of a, a yeah braveness to, to be a, there, a passion every to, day, to yeah. be there every day, which is what you've continued to do yeah. as you, yeah. Why, I was going to say, as you've come to Ireland and, and lived here, why Ireland, my last question? Yeah, no, that's important too. Um, uh-huh. I had a feeling, I tell people Holland is a good country, it's mm-hmm. a young and new country. Mm. And I'm a very traditional farmer, so mm-hmm. Ireland is very old. Mm-hmm. So the old setting, the traditions, the history, the Celtic influence. Okay. I had a feeling that I belong here and I always wanted to live and work here when I was mm. young. Mm. And that was the reason that I probably left. Mm. And um, and by not saying that Holland is not a good country, the Dutch farmers are really good. They love the animals. They take really care of the animals. They might be intensive, mm. but they are still all the family farms. Mm. It's still um, incredible good what they try to do. Okay. And at the moment, it tells us all in any country that the Dutch... Um, People and the Dutch farmers, they are willing to um, to adjust. But the difficulty is that from e- EU, from Europe, there is a sort of a push that um, we uh, reduce, we reduce the, uh, the number of animals that we keep. Yes. But um, I hope they won't do it on a large scale because um, even in a small country where there's less... Um, the, the way the Dutch try to farm 
and grow the animals and produce the milk and cheese mm-hmm. and take care of them is quite um, is quite good. Mm. So um, as long as they are just, we should not reduce the the, the number of animals. Yeah. So, but I'm happy here. Ireland is different. Mm. It's very extensive. It's very natural. Mm. It's very rural. And where you are here is so open as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, but we we still have the same challenge in different ways then. Mm. Because if you look at things in Ireland, we still have problems with, um, look at it, what we did. We are just polluting our water, mm. water sources, mm. partly by farmers, partly by the public. Mm. We are um, still in trouble with certain disease in the animal kingdom. Um, we still haven't coped with the proper TB, um, TB tuberculosis mm. in animals. They're mm. still there. So mm. we still have a long way to go to improve the general status of the cattle herd mm. and to um, to um, secure the people, the public, the, the, yeah, that um, what we produce is sound and good. Mm. But um, yes, it was a big move. It was a big move, but I'm glad that I went for it. Good. And um, I, um, I like the country. I like the people. Mm. And not saying that everything is okay, but <laughs> I'm... Um, I'm I'm very happy what I can do. Thank you. Yeah. Harry, thank you yeah. for the privilege of talking to you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>